Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. <laughs> <laughs> going to be a great week. Though. Well, Woo! I don't know if you saw the Summer League schedule just dropped. Did it really? Yeah. Oh, when did we play? Matchup number one, Denver, Minnesota. Damn it. Oh, wait, that's number one. Is, that, is it the noon o'clock game? Is it the 12 I don't know. Game? That's the first Nuggets game. Okay. I just don't want to be the 12 o'clock one because then it's just so July hard. 8th, 7 p.m. Yeah. Oh, that's the Nuggets, prime time slot. Timberwolves, Let's baby. Go, baby. I can't wait. What is Let's up, go. everybody? Welcome into the DMVR Nuggets podcast. Let's go. Draft week edition guys draft week edition we are here the week of the nba draft one of the best weeks yeah. in all of the nba calendar very excited <laughs> for that uh we're presented as always by DraftKings sportsbook america's top rated sportsbook app use promo code dnbr whenever you sign up i don't know if you guys can sense it through the screen through your browser through your phone or i don't know if you know this maybe your television if you're using a smart device nice um we have energy, man. I feel like we're all vibes on 100. Is it because it's almost the solstice? Maybe. That Maybe that's be. what it is. Could be. Uh, I know how excited you guys get for that. Is it because it's draft week? Is it because we just had a great day at Ball Arena? A great morning we'll get to. I don't know. All of the above, probably. Mm -hmm. uh, but to join in that celebration, I've got a man who wears his favorite shorts every day, just like Darrell Arthur. It's Brendan Vote. Never tell me a secret if you don't expect me I to bring it I made a commitment up. to wear these on the show every day. And I'm sticking to it. I uh, I went camping in these shorts this weekend. Hell yeah. Haven't washed was, them yet. How was that, by so, the way? Awesome, dude. Camping the best. Colorado camping. I had my hammock this time. Had my dog. Had everything I needed. I was chilling, man. I was nice. chilling. You, that's why you're glowing, man. I that's, like it. I feel great. Why are you glowing, Harrison? I'm glowing because my Big Board 1.0 just dropped. Woo! Check it out on Twitter. You can find it. 1 through 10. Best realistic fits for the Nuggets. We saw... um. Number three on my big board, wow. Marjan Bochamp, Ooh. workout for the Nuggets today. What a tease. We'll see if he can keep that uh, standing, yeah. keep that number three spot. Yeah, I, I love it, man. Big board's out. We're kind of sharing ours. My big board, I would say, coming together. Oh, okay. I, I'm serious about that, though. Like, this is, you know, you kind of cast a wide net. You look at a bunch of guys. For me, I filtered out a lot that I, I'm not saying, look, I filtered out Zeke Naji. End up liking him. Right. Like, like, right. There's guys that can get filtered out. You go further into them. You start seeing them at the NBA level. You can reanalyze them. Yeah. But I've got I've got it filtered out to the guys I kind of like. Um, we've been talking about them on our show. Later on in the week, as we get closer and closer to the draft, I know we'll all start to share those. Who is our number one target, number two, and so on and so forth. But Wind has his preliminary one out. How much do you expect that to change between now and Thursday, Wind? I could see some movement. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if there was some movement. I mean, Bochamp today looked the part uh, for like a Nuggets potential draft pick. But um, it's interesting. I see in the comments there the Dale and Terry chatter. Dale and Terry, we were not high on him when we did the scouting report a few weeks back. 
You know why, though? Oh, go ahead. Go it didn't ahead. seem like a lot of people were that high on him, but he's been one of the fastest risers, and he's risen up to number four on my board. So here's what's funny about the draft. When you go through, like, whoever you look at first is going to be your least, you're going to be the worst, you're most off on him, because it's your first one, and you don't want to be like, oh, that's my favorite guy, or that's my least favorite guy. You don't know what to compare him to until you start getting into him. And there was a lot of those guys that we looked at real early that I was like, I don't know. And then you start to compare me like, oh, wait, the first guy we talked about was yeah. way better than yep. the yeah. next five. That's right, yeah. We've talked about this. The crop of prospects that we're talking about, it feels like it's not at the same level that it's been in years past. It, it kind of that 20 to yeah. 25 range where Nuggets have been picking. I'm not as excited about as many guys this year as I've been in years past, but I'm starting to talk myself yeah. into a bunch of players in that yeah. range. <laughs> talk yourself into is a good way of putting it. Um Today, we were going to get to Wendell Moore in the second segment. In the third segment, we're going to talk about Christian Braun. Uh, here in a little bit, we're going to talk about Malachi Branham, which is kind of an interesting guy. I might be saying his name wrong. Um, but first, we already talked about Beauchamp, uh, Marjan Beauchamp. But he was in to work out for the Nuggets today. It sounds like, and this is not uncommon, it sounds like this was not a workout that was on the schedule until recently, and he was added. He brought that up today in his media availability. When you go to the arena for these we don't get a whole lot you know like we don't get to watch them although i actually got there early enough they closed the doors i got there early enough that the doors were still open gotta uh -oh. sit around and watch for a few minutes <laughs> i was even asking some of the it was funny i was asking some of the coaches that are there like are these doors open like is it cool if i watch and they're like yeah i think so i sat there for five minutes got to got a little insight there um but anyway so but what you can get is a sense of a guy's personality i feel like that's the number one like we don't ever talk to these guys at yeah. the college level so you get a sense of their personality. You get to size them up. I know that's weird, but everybody is height. You want to see, like, what kind of build do they have? How tall actually are they? And then the last thing I would say, and this is the hardest one, but you get a sense for how they move, how they shoot. They'll do a little dunk thing some of the time. So you just kind of get a sense of, like, what type of athlete or shooter or ball handler is this guy. To me, Bochamp is a rare example of a guy that today, seeing him, all three of those stood out to me. In yeah. impressive ways. He was way taller than I expected him to look, way more athletic. His shot mechanically looked absolutely gorgeous. And getting a sense of his personality, we'll talk about it here in a, in a second, but A+. plus. Like, his interview today, for whatever it's worth, maybe nothing, I thought was absolutely fantastic. Vote, what was, do you feel the same way walking out of Ball Arena? Yeah, absolutely. At the very, very least, he had a good understanding of what maybe Nuggets fans and media might want to hear. And, <laughs> and even that alone, I think, shows some self-awareness and, and savvy. But this in the interview aspect, I was definitely impressed. I always want to look for a touch of self-awareness yeah. for me. And this was a guy when asked to compare himself to other players, we heard like Herb Jones come up. Love that. No, no, two players. Two players, Herb Jones, and I'm blanking on the second. Mikael Bridges. Bridges. That's right. So these are, you know, that's hardly a Kobe Bryant. By the, by the way, it wasn't a personal player comp. It was an aspirational, aspirational comp. Aspirational comp. Meaning that's, that's who I want to be. Precisely. So you hear that and you go, this is a guy who, at least right now in this gym, knows we want to hear that he's ready to be a ready-made role player. Physically, he just looks... 100% the part just an yeah. NBA body he just looks like a basketball player and then the big in a way that was a little surprising no it, like, absolutely I, I, you see some of the reports 6'5 or whatever sure I would say he looked to me taller than Will Barton yeah and it's hard to see without them standing next to each other obviously but he looked like a tall 6'6 but it's six. not hard for me because I'm Will Barton's height that's a good point uh, well he is taller than Will Barton 6'6 and a half in shoes Will Barton's 
six five and a half i'd say six six yeah so impressive and then lastly the theme of the day was that jump shot and a, a revamped jump shot he told us something that he's been trying not just to improve but to change the mechanics it looked smooth today and then michael malone who was in attendance had similar things to say right yeah well the jump shot is big and that's definitely one thing that you can get a read on from the portion of these workouts that we do get to see we probably saw Marjan Bochamp shoot 43 pointers yeah. in, in 10 minutes we watched him right. shoot. And I thought his jumper looked good. Like, that's one thing you're always wondering about. Is it going to look the same as it did on film? Like, does it match the eye test? Like, it definitely did. Right. I thought his jumper looked good. He, you're right. He said he made some tweaks to it. He, Michael Malone apparently told Bochamp that uh, his jump shot looked beautiful. And he was really impressed with what he saw and that... His jumper now looks a lot different than it looked on the film during his G League season. So I was impressed with that. And then, yeah, the interview portion was good as well. He was talking about just his fit with right. this team and the players. And he called himself the best transition player in yeah. the draft, yeah. which I loved. And he also called himself one of the best cutters. So cutting, defense, transition, I feel like that's kind of where – he wants his niche to be three-point shooting, too, uh, because he's probably going to get drafted late first round to a good team. So you were talking about especially aspirational, like who do you want to be and how important that is. Do you know who my all-time worst one is? You probably do. <laughs> was it Daznan Musa? Zana Musa. Zana Musa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Yeah, Kobe. That, he was yeah. Kobe Bryant, right, or whatever. Like It's like, come on, man. Um, so there is that. And then all-time best, I think, was I mentioned Justin Patton, who you know wanted to be Jokic. So both of those guys. It's also a little. Uh, <laughs> it's also right. a little alarming as well. <laughs> yeah. uh, so it, I say that to say that oftentimes these things don't mean anything, and when they feel like they do, you have to always remember, like at best, this means the smallest sure. amount. But nonetheless, sure. it was impressive. I just thought speaking to him, to him to him today, he really did seem like a guy that wants the right things and wants to become the right type of player. And on top of that, just personality-wise, I thought he was great as well. Like, he's the type of guy, from a selfish standpoint, I'd like, sure. I'd love, I'd enjoy covering this guy. He was thoughtful. He was insightful. Um, I, 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 he's a guy I want to root for now. If the Nuggets took him, I think I could see all of us talking ourselves into him, sure. you know, if we're not there already. So, look, you, like you said, you can only take so much, but these little glimpses, they can either go in one direction or the other. And yeah. you'd rather hear the good stuff than the bad stuff. And we saw some good today from him. And it's funny when we talk about the jumper, because this is the actual more tangible thing. And again, it has to translate to make, So, and, sure. and this is new. But I walked in with Ryan Blackburn, our buddy now over at Mile High Sports, and I watched him shoot for maybe 20 seconds, maybe less than that. And I told Ryan, I was like, I like his jumper. And Ryan kind of laughs. And I go, no, I'm serious. I was like, one of the things I wanted to do coming in here was watch him shoot. And after just four or five shots, you could tell that there was some work that had been gone into revamping it. It looked extremely fluid to me, extremely smooth. Um, and so it's just one thing where I feel like, a la a Herb Jones, where you watch him and go, well, the numbers say this. Then he gets into his rookie season and yeah. you see there's a leap. I'm not saying he's going to make that kind of leap, but it's a guy that I feel more likely that a leap can happen than some of these other guys where you watch him shoot and you're like, oh, man. Well, the thing about a jump shot for a guy entering the NBA is it's relatively easy to fix if it's not broken. Right. But, like you can just get better at shooting three pointers fairly easily. But he but in he the had NBA. A, I would say his shot was broken though. Like if you watch some of the scouting stuff, it's not a pretty shot. It did look yeah, like it needed to But it it's not broken like 
you know, Michael uh, Kid Gilchrist. Yeah, like that. You know, he could shoot threes in an empty gym for 24 hours a day and still not be a good shooter. <laughs> but you know, um, Bochamp's shot is that was at a point and definitely is at a point now where he's going to work and work and work at it, and I'm pretty confident he's going to be a very good shooter. The form is only half of it because there is a thing about like, hey, he shoots, you know, his elbows out too much or he has to too flat or whatever it is. But the part that I'm talking about specifically with him, his shot clearly looked like he'd work on some of his form. It looks prettier. But more than anything, it's fluidity. Yes. You watch it's body control on a shot. Like you watch Draymond shoot and it's very like down, up, yeah, yeah. out. Like it's just right. it doesn't feel fluid at all. And you're kind of like, that's a guy that maybe he makes, maybe he misses, but he's not ever going to have the fluid body control. Bochamp today was a guy that I looked at and I just thought there was a fluidity to everything he'd from the catch to the, the bend to the release that I was like, you know what? I just think that guy has coordination, body control yeah. coordination to be okay. You can see the coordination and the fluidity on his film too. He's just an athlete. Like yeah. he moves like an NBA player. He's fluid. He's got quick hips. He yeah. just he moves in the way that NBA stars do. It's also a guy who put himself in a position to be potentially a first round draft pick, G League guy, guy with eyes on him and said, No, I got to get back in the gym and redo this shot right this is not good enough even before i get to the pro level and their personnel get a look at me i can see that this isn't good enough and then he gets himself in a late workout in front of a team that maybe could take him and he shows them like hey this is this is something i'm putting work into so i liked him a lot and then finally on the interview part you know he talked about really likes uh Jokic's game which you always love i mean Smart i feel comment. like if you're an agent you always just talk about the best player and just mention him like if i was an agent every city you go to you'd be like all right we're in chicago talk about how much you love zach levine just yeah. mention him him yeah. in passing or whatever but he liked Jokic and kind of broke down his game a little bit about how he would play off of him which i thought was cool and then mentioned obviously he knows michael porter now he lit up when i was asked about michael porter and he lit up basically saying like I don't remember his exact phrasing of it, but something of like, no, you guys don't understand. This dude's special. Like I've when he gets healthy, like it, I've never said, seen no. anything like it. When he gets healthy, like just just watch. By like, the way, he's such a believer in Michael Porter, who was his old high school teammate. After I watched Michael Porter Jr. play three on three for the first time, that's exactly how I was <laughs> talking so about him too. Talk about fluidity of body control. Yeah, oh my that's, God. He's yeah. like the number one guy yeah. that you watch shoot, and you're like, that's probably going in right yeah, every right. time he takes it. Um, and then lastly, he has one other friend on the t uh, person on the team that he knows, not Monte. Shocker! I oh. I would have bet my life that he was going to say Monte to that. I did too. <laughs> I was like Monte reached out to me or whatever. Okay, I knew this. It was yeah. not Here Monte Morris. Take it was busy. Oh, busy! Not even baby. bones. It yeah. was busy. Busy. And he talked about how he loves the music and he reached out. He listened out to, to his him. new album. Listening to have the new guys? album. Bump it. Of course actually. I have. Yeah, yeah, me too. Of course, dude. Yeah. I'm telling you, and I don't mean this is like buttering it up. Like I, when Will's thing came out, my comment was better than I expected. <laughs> like I had an expectation, whatever. Bones. Oh, I'm you bumping uh, a little bit. Kind of like, all right. He's got the bird watcher bumping. Oh, okay. I, got, I got a little, you know, I like that. Going, so. That's just what right. he was hoping for. Anyway, so Bochamp already has a little beast, a little bit of familiarity. Um, So I don't know if he moves up or down on my big personal big board, but it definitely didn't hurt. Like, he's a guy that made me more comfortable if the Nuggets were to take. Yeah. Uh, before we get out of this first segment, though, let's go quickly. We have three prospects today. Um, the first one is probably the least likely. That's why we kind of wanted to rush through him. Uh, out of Ohio State, Malachi Branham. What do you want to tell us about him? Well, we're talking about him because I've got the mock draft tracker on the DNVR.com, and Kevin O'Connor at the Ringer just mocked Branham to Denver. Really? Uh, this was updated on the 17th, so late last week. It's as low as, as I've seen Branham going. Uh, Malachi Branham's a 6'5", two-guard wing out of Ohio State, freshman, 19 years old. 
he just had like a really good season there. He was one of, and we'll talk about this with Wendell Moore, he was one of 20 college players last year to be in the 50-40-80 club. Wow. 50% from the field, 40% from three, 80% from the line. But he's a one-and-done 19-year-old. Two guard, like, could he be the Nuggets two guard of the future? He kind of projects like that. Um, six foot five. He's got good length. Six foot ten wingspan. Really good shot from mid range and from three. Kind of reminds you of Chris Middleton a little on offense. Ooh, I like that. I was trying to think yeah. of a comp because he's. All right, keep going. I like that. But I think I, he's going to be gone well before twenty one. Um, but yeah. he projects to be a really, really kind of prototypical two guard. I think. So when I watched his tape, my number one takeaway was, I kind of wish I watched Ohio State this year. Because <laughs> yeah. you got him and Liddell, and you know what they both are? Throwback players. Old school, mm. baby. I Liddell love Malachi sure. Brother. So you have to understand something about, like, sometimes people are like, wow, Joe Johnson. You know, somebody the other day was like, I forgot you're a Joe Johnson guy. I love the technical part of basketball, the skill, the, the goal guy. Malachi Brenham is one of those guys. His shot is the 10-footer. It's yep. not even the mid-range. Mid-range implies the KD 15 to 20 feet or whatever. His is really like DeMar DeRozan-esque mm. in that he gets down to that like 10-foot range, which is and still a jumper, and he just has incredible touch on those. I don't know how the Nuggets need that. I don't know if it translates, but watching his tape, I was like, oh, yeah, love this dude. Yeah, he's legit. Like one and done, averaged 14 points a game last year, three and a half rebounds, two assists, um, 50% from the field. 40% from three, 83% from the line. No. He's, he's just a really, really good player. Re- really, really good prospect as a two-guard. He, he's been mostly getting mocked in the late lottery. Right. I don't see him getting the 21. If the Nuggets took him at 21, it would just be best player on the board. What, what do we know about his wingspan? 6'10". 6'10". So I'm curious about projecting defense you know at the next level versatility and all that he, i think he's more of an offensive player yeah. right now but should, he has should be a good defender i think though. he i think he's a good defender but I, not like a shutdown but like a solid guy yeah i mean he's definitely more of an offensive player the thing that made me wonder is curious is who is he for because he plays kind of like a number one option or a sixth man option like he just plays as a guy that's looking for his shot first and yeah. maybe second not in a selfish way because i think he's a pretty efficient player but just as in, like, that's what he's best at. But I don't think he's good enough to be – like, you're not projecting him to be a cornerstone piece or anything like that. Can he be Clay Thompson? Uh, it, that would take some tweaking to that's a game. That's probably his ceiling. You know, like th- – He's wh- got a Clay – How big of a role could he have on a good team? Like, that would be the ceiling. I like that because you know how Clay – one of his underrated traits is the 10-footers. Like, Clay Thompson – a 10-footer is kind of a tough shot. Yep. People are more because a, a mid range is you're usually open to some extent or you're in rhythm. The ten footer is almost like a contested ten footer, and Clay is good at those, right? He just has such sure. soft touch. And honestly, Malachi, he's he's one of my favorite play. He's kind of in the Jalen Williams pile for me, although I think Jalen Williams is a better fit. But he's he's in the pile of like guys I absolutely love. I just don't think Denver has a use for, but I love him. I'm like it's fun fun player to watch. He's the type of guy where you could slot him in on any team almost. I feel like yeah. and he'd be legit. <laughs> And obviously, you're just hoping he would even fall to begin with. But I think I really have swung back to to best player available. I mean, that dichotomy depends on who is available, right? If like there's an approximate wing, maybe you go that way. But it just does the most realistic path to finding a player that significantly moves your needle next year is probably trading one of, if not two, of these picks. Right. So if using the other one on best player available, totally fine with it. Even if it's, I, I I've changed my mind honestly. Even if it's not a great fit. 
it's another uh, it's another bullet in the the trade asset chamber, right. you know. Mm-hmm. And so, I, I I don't know. I think there's a reason why so many GMs just say best player available no matter what. And maybe Denver is still in that position. So mm-hmm. you would come to the Middleton. He's just a lot shorter, I think, than Middleton. Middleton like six six, six seven. I mean, he's yeah, just, he's, he's a got tiny he's got bit length. shorter. And that makes a huge difference, right? Part of what makes Middleton so great is he's you know got the length there on both ends of the court. But I do like the comp. Like stylistically, they do have a lot of coming around those screens, one dribble straight into a jumper. And it's like they take the one dribble not to get wide open, but to get just open enough that they can like fall yep. away or get to their spot. And he has the like high release up here, so you can't block it. Um, there, it's interesting. So you've got that. I'll call it Demar Derozan. Maybe yeah. I'll just do that because the height works. And then you had Liddell, EJ Liddell, who's like Paul Millsap. That's such an old school team, man. I love. I, I, I kind of want to go back and watch Ohio State. Liddell game. really is. He's the biggest throwback I've yeah. seen in a while. Yeah, Liddell's been dropping on my board. Yeah, uh, He's dropping like a rock. Unfortunately, if he did magic on TikTok, would he go up on your board? <laughs> Jeez, yeah, uh, I would be pretty shocked if the Nuggets drafted Malachi Branham. No matter if they traded up or if he fell, I just it would be pretty surprising. To me. Even if, if he, he fell twenty one. So if you had the chance there between like the Jay, the Dalen Terry's and the the Moors and the Bochamps, and, and then also him, again the other guys theoretically fill a need, the defensive need. This guy doesn't necessarily. You still think. Because he's the better player, you would take him? I think so. I, I think he's by far the better player. I mean, he's a lottery guy. Right Those on guys the, definitely aren't. Right on right on the cusp. All right, let's take a break. Uh, I still would be surprised if the Nuggets had him. I don't think he'll be available, so it's probably a moot point. And I don't think he's the type of guy Denver would trade assets to move up to grab. Although, yeah. you never know. I don't think he's, so either. He's on our list. Uh, let's take a break. On the other side, a guy who actually... If I were handicapping who the Nuggets take, this guy would actually be very high. Very high on the guy I think they are going to take or would consider taking. We'll get to him next. Evoca TV, guys. If you're not on board with Evoca TV, you're late. You're late. What are you doing? Check out Evoca.tv slash DNVR. That's where you can go to get Evoca TV for just $15 a month for those first three months when you use the promo code DNVR. You get $10 off your first three months. That comes out to $15 a month for those first three months, plus a receiver, no contracts, no hidden fees with Evoca TV, of course. They've got Altitude. they got AT&T Sportsnet. They've got DNVR. Yes, we have a channel on there. Altitude Sports, AT&T Sportsnet. You can watch the Nuggets. You can watch the Abs. You can watch the Rockies. You can watch us. Evoca TV is a great option. they got other national channels as well. So go to evoca.tv slash DNVR to get set up with them. Use the promo code DNVR. Get $10 off your first three months at Evoca TV. Uh, Athletic Greens. It's a product that I use literally every day. I started taking Athletic Greens because I wanted more energy just in my daily life. I wanted to optimize my immune system. I also hated taking pills and vitamins. I just wanted a one-stop shop to set me on with my day and put me in a good place. Athletic Greens is exactly that. Uh, What is exactly in Athletic Greens? One delicious scoop of Athletic Greens. You're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens. It's also lifestyle-friendly, Athletic Greens is. So if you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, gluten-free, Athletic Greens lines up with all those diets. Uh, So right now, guys, it's time to reclaim your health. Arm your immune system with a convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every single day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. 
So to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D, five free travel packs with your first purchase. Go to athleticgreens.com nuggets, athleticgreens.com nuggets to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. We back? Mm-hmm. We back. All right, segment two. A guy that's been on the list now that I've been very intrigued by, but I hadn't gotten into the film until yesterday, last night, start diving into it. Kind of sold on it. Wendell Moore out of Duke. What do you want to tell me about him, Harrison? Number five on my board, Wendell Moore. He just does everything well. <laughs> you know, six, five and a half, seven foot wingspan, 38 and a half inch vert. Really nice measurables for a two guard, which is kind of what he is. I see him more of as, as a two, three, not as a one. Uh, but last year at Duke, 13.4 points per game, shot 50% from the field, 41.3% from three on three attempts per game. That's a pretty decent sample size for college, 80% from the line. Like I mentioned, he was one of the 20 players in that 50-40-80 club in college last season that played over 1,000 minutes. Jalen Williams was also in that club, might I add. I like that. Uh, but Wendell Moore one. is just – he's an efficient role player – who it looks like knows his skill set, knows what he's good at. He's a good shooter. He can drive. He can hit the pull-up. And he's also a really capable defender as well. Can defend on the perimeter, can defend off-ball, has some switchability as well. He's just really well-rounded. And if I'm the Nuggets and I'm looking for a role player, like Wendell Moore played a role at Duke on a really good team, played his part, and I feel like he's going to come into the NBA and do the exact same thing. I'm a fan. I mean, I a lot of people I think are eager to find contained, capable players on the offensive end right now. Players who know uh, what this team can do and, and what the best way to help them win is. And this is another prospect who obviously strikes me as a guy who has that self-awareness and a guy who's probably not trying to change much about himself, to your point, heading to the next level. Uh, you know, probably doesn't view himself as anyone's top option. So a late first, a guy who's going to come in and, and be willing to do some of the, the hard work, the dirty work, I think he's a really good option, particularly as you look at that second pick in the 30 range. I right. mean, if he were available there, you just think that's a perfectly, perfectly, perfectly viable pick at that range. I'm surprised he's mocked as low as he is on a lot of these drafts. Like, as I go through these guys, I know every team has different needs or whatever, and I think you can kind of group, as I in my head do, Daylon Terry... Marchand Beauchamp and Wendell Moore as because they kind of fit the same mold. They're very similar to me in mm-hmm. what they do. They have different pluses and minuses. The gap between those guys is not as wide as the like Wendell Moore comes in 35th in some mock drafts, you sure. know, like that far back. And I look at him and I go, is he that much different than Beauchamp or Dalen Terry? Dalen Terry, I think, has the advantage in just the body, like his length and athleticism gives him a little bit of a nudge. But seven foot wingspan. You watch some of the highlights, you know, playing in a good conference in college and guarding a lot on the perimeter as guys bring the ball up the court and he's right there with a seven foot wingspan turning those guys and getting steals out at half court, applying pressure to disrupt the offense from getting into rhythm. And I look at it and I go, that's exactly what Denver needs. They need a guy that's able to guard out there, but then simultaneously has not just the width, but or the, the length, but also the strength, right. unlike a Dalen Terry and maybe right. even a Beauchamp who you think like, we looked at Bochum today, loved his build, but he's very thin. Can he guard Kawhi Leonard? Probably not. That's probably a guy that's going to muscle him out. I think that Wendell Moore maybe projects to be a guy a little bit more physically imposing against the bigger guys. 
So mm -hmm. I really like him. He's a guy that I think fits the mold of what Denver is likely looking for. To your point, if they do look at the draft and get into it and they're 21, they, they see something at trading 21 that they like and they still have 30, he's a guy to me that I think will be available at 30 that I would yeah. be right. perfect. I think I like Dalen Terry a little bit better, Bochamp a little bit better. But if you talked about 21 versus 30, right. if you could get at 30, 98% of what you can get at 21, I, I would feel really good about that. Yeah. I'm just struggling to see what Wendell Moore does poorly. Nothing. He doesn't have maybe the upside that some of the guys taken ahead of him are going to have, but he does everything really well. Well, you know what the, the weakness is for all three of these guys? It's kind of interesting. It's creation. And sure. it's funny because it's the one thing Denver doesn't need. It's like, that's okay. doesn't matter. Right. These guys on ball creators. He doesn't have a lot of shake to his game. You're not going to clear out an ISO. It's like, perfect. Yeah. Don't, don't want him to do yeah. that anyway. Right. Also, he's not like the top 1% athlete. I don't right. think he's the athlete Bochamp is. Definitely isn't the athlete that Dale and Terry is. But he's still a great athlete. Jumped 38 and a half inches at the combine. Um, but I think he's got a high defensive upside. I think he's going to be a really good defender offensively. I mentioned he's natural off the ball, but he kind of thinks the game like a point guard. He's effective in the pick and roll as a passer and a playmaker. He also played in a lot of NBA-style sets and offenses at Duke. So I think the transition in terms of the reads he makes on offense and defense are, are going to be, you know, he's going to make that transition pretty easily. So good free throw shooter, great looking jumper, uh, selfless. I don't think he's like a selfish player or anything that's going to try to come into the league and be a star. So I really like him. He just doesn't have the upside that some of these other guys might. And that's a good, It's funny that you say the upside because I do feel like, especially at the spot they're picking at, especially if you talk about trading 21. Again, I don't, I'm not saying they're going to, but Wendell Moore seems like the pick if you trade 21 and keep 30. It seems like he would be the guy. That's why I say there's a really good chance that, that he's the guy just because I feel like it could work out there. Um are you drafting for upside? If you're the you're Nuggets, not. if you're the Nuggets, they, again, shot creation, upside, those are two things that matter more if you're other teams than they do for Denver. Absolutely. I'm just thinking back to last year's draft, and there were a lot of guys we liked, like a Quentin Grimes. Right. And then they draft Bones Highland, and you're like, okay, this right. guy's good, and he's got some great upside yeah, to great him upside. as well. That was an upside pick, yeah. Yeah. And now you're also, an, again, I prefer that they don't, but now you're also looking at him as a guy who – even if he doesn't fit Denver's timeline like a glove on a hand, maybe he helps them get someone who does, talking about Bones. I really think that equation changes drastically from 21 to 30. Like at 21, yeah. I think there are there might be more guys left with the upside that's worth that flyer, right. right? As opposed to you get down to 30 and it's, okay, let's just try to drive smart here and avoid mistakes. But I, I love the idea of this guy at, at, at 30. Um, I, I, I just think he's a... a the, the contained self-aware part of it is yeah. really appealing. And he's the part we didn't talk about, because all of these things we're talking about good feel for the game. Um, to speak in generalities, George Carl would hate me for saying this. He seems like a classic Duke guy to me in that I do feel like he is almost naturally bought into being a role player, if that makes sense. You know sure. what I mean? Like, yeah. He seems comfortable with it, but I think he also has the mind for it. Like He is a very good cutter. I actually think playing in Denver specifically – would bring out some of the better traits of him because he is such a willing, low-usage guy that fills the gaps very, very nicely. Definitely. And so you would see a lot of that, and then you wouldn't see the, like, oh, he caught the ball with eight seconds left and he didn't do anything cool with it because we never would see that. It would just be great. So 
I, I'm pretty. I, I'm not gonna lie. When we put out our list today, Wendell Moore is very high for me. And if you talk about missing out on the first wave of guys at 21, I think he's my n- number one guy for 30. Yeah, you speak to that role player mentality. He was a very high recruit coming into Duke, as a lot of guys who come into Duke <laughs> are, but. Didn't really do a whole lot his freshman year. Came off the bench for a lot of it. Uh, started to start games his sophomore year, and then his junior year really came onto the scene. But he just steadily improved every single part of right. his game in college as well. You just kind of love to see that linear improvement. Was always a great free throw shooter in college. Shot 80% from the line every single year. Every All three years he shot over 80% from the line, so that makes you – really confident in his jumper right, that's a good point and then goes from 21 to 30 to 41 percent on his three-pointer this last season so 10 percent jumps every year yeah that's a lot sounds good sounds like a worker it sounds yeah, like a right. worker that's a good point. and knowing where your shots come from is part of that efficiency but i just like him i actually think he's a shooter i don't think he's like a knockdown shooter but i don't i think he is good enough that you don't say we're leaving him wide open and that's kind of what you need in that role yeah. especially if he could be defensive it's funny a lot of these guys we talk about I th- maybe this is just maybe this is actually um, it's twisting my brain and I should stop thinking it. But a lot of these guys, I keep thinking like, oh, he kind of reminds me of Gary Harris. Now this <laughs> is like a s- Gary Harris with a seven foot wingspan. He's probably an inch and a half, two inches taller yeah. than Gary Harris. So you're talking about a longer guy, but he does have a lot of the early Gary Harris traits. Can he knock down an open three pointer? Absolutely. Is he a good cutter? Is he a good finisher? That's one of the things we didn't talk about. Very good finisher, and not just on like power dunks or what have you, but he's good like good touch you know off the backboard or floater or whatever so to me i think he <laughs> i don't know i just think he actually projects to be a really interesting player and the one knock i saw some places on him was he's really locked in most of the time but sometimes it like maybe he's too much of a two-way player and it, it saps everything and i kind of look at that and go if he comes to denver 100 percent energy on on defense 80 <laughs> percent yeah. energy on offense perfect Perfect mix-up. So wait, the knock is he cares too much about defense? No, 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 that, that maybe he was tasked with too much offense. At Duke. Uh, like, okay. He could be locked in on defense, and then there'd be times where it looked okay. like he ran out of sure. gas. No, yeah. I don't think that'd be a problem going forward. Yeah, I don't think so either. Um, last thing, we've been asking this of most of these guys. What would Jokic think of him? He'd like him. Um, smart, high IQ player. Yeah. Good cutter. Doesn't try to do too much makes the right play that's the number one thing that pisses Nikola Jokic off more than yeah. anything yeah. guys that don't make right. the right basketball oh, play or the play they should make one he other, does that one other thing that came, showed up in the Adam Spinilla videos by the way that I loved and it's actually the most underrated thing I can't believe we didn't bring it up really good extra passer extra mm-hmm. pass maker so Jokic drives kicks to the corner swing one pass away or kick to the corner swing to the wing swing across he's really good at that meaning he kind of sees the play so when it comes to him he knows i'm shooting or i'm swinging and there's no break in that there's no catch shoot i would oh no pass and that's it sounds like it's a simple thing i think yoke would love that if i were calvin booth and they draft this guy and Jokic says send me the tape that's one of the lines i would send back of like watch the extra passes he makes <laughs> really good at that yeah i mean yoke likes right time right Right, uh, yeah. right place, right time, guys. Yeah, and he he strikes me as one for sure. I, I also I also think the beautiful thing about Jokic is 
he is not really thinking or overthinking any of this until the second he meets them and starts yeah. playing basketball with them, and we'll find out. Yeah. When do you think? What, what pick do you think started making Jokic reach out and say, "Send me the tape"? <laughs> what one was it? Michael Porter, maybe? Tyler Lydon? <laughs> no way! No way! I don't know. He saw I don't the think tape. He was locked in yet. He at saw that the point. tape for the first time. And he's like, "Shit! I need to start checking these guys out." <laughs> start kidding here. He drafted who? <laughs> um, they Wendell, might need my help. Wendell Moore, Allie, what is what's the chat saying? Are these people liking Wendell Moore? Or are they moving on to other things? <laughs> okay. Then we'll move on to other things. On the other side of this, we're going to talk about. Um, eh, I'm not going to lie. I don't want to ruin it. Got to have that kind of lukewarm on. Oh, okay. Oh, wow, what a pitch. What a tease. Stay don't tuned. Go don't anywhere. go anywhere. Oh, man. Uh, the American Raptors guys play at Infinity Park. They ended their first season at 5-5. Five and five. Pretty good for a group of former athletes coming together for the first time and putting their skills to the test. If you don't know about the American Raptors, they're Rugby Town USA's newest rugby team. They are made up of athletes who have competed at the highest levels of their respective sports. So these are football players, basketball players, baseball players. All these guys have come together to make this American Raptors rugby team. They play at Infinity Park. Check out a game. The games are free to go to. You just have to get a ticket at AmericanRaptors.com. Uh, so check them out if you're looking for something to do on the weekends. American Raptors, they play Infinity Park. Get your tickets at AmericanRaptors.com. At DraftKings Sportsbook right now, what do we got going on? The NBA Finals are over. We got the Stanley Cup Finals going on. Hockey fans, the final chase for the Stanley Cup is here. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the Stanley Cup Final, has a can't-miss offer for the most exciting series in sports. New customers can bet $5 on either team to win their game, get $100 in free bets no matter what, win or lose. Uh, so if you're looking to turn a small bet into a big payday, check out DraftKings Same Game Parlays. If you're a new customer, sign up for this offer. Bet just $5 on either team to win their game. Get $100 in free bets, win or lose. Uh, make sure to download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code DNVR. New customers can bet $5 on either NHL team to win their game. Get $100 in free bets no matter what. That's code DNVR at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the Stanley Cup Final. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only, new customers only. Minimum $5 deposit restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash for details. Gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Stanley Cup Final or NBA Finals? Which sport is doing it right? Stanley Cup Final, singular. Finals, plural. Which is the correct one? Here's the thing. It's a series, so I think it's Finals. If it was a tournament and it's the final. Oh, I just love when you say tournament. I just the tournament. It's my favorite word of anything tournament. anybody says on the show. I don't know. I'm torn. The Stanley Cup finale. We need that one. Maybe it's the World Series finale. Yeah. If it was like the Larry O'Brien final, that's. I will. Better. I'm not going to lie. Maybe it's probably because we come from basketball. It's just the finals is yeah. a thing. Whereas more the final, glamorous. final sounds. The finals. Sound. <laughs> yeah. Eh, whatever. Um. Man, I just was looking at the schedule as you were talking here. So this is a little behind the scenes. Nobody really cares about this, but I just want to bring it up to you guys. Perfect. They told us the schedule that it starts on Thursday this year. So like every for time. For what? For a summer league. Okay. okay. And so like we were booking all travel and everything else. Like we got to get there Thursday. There's two games Thursday. It actually starts on Friday and they just never clarify that till now. So 
Everybody's going to fly out on Thursday for no games. Good thing but, there's nothing to do in Vegas. But yeah, yeah exactly. we'll figure it yeah, out. We'll figure we'll it out. Make it work. But good news, we got so freaking lucky that since it really starts on Friday, uh, Phoenix, Chicago, and Denver all play on Friday as opposed to Saturday, uh, Monday. So no harm, no foul. The Tim Connolly Bowl. The Tim Nuggets, Connolly Timberwolves, Bowl. Nuggets, Timberwolves, July 8th, 7 p.m. Oh, boy. I'm telling Tensions you. Tensions might be boiling over. It's that time of year. I'm telling you, like, where you actually get it. I'm, like, excited for summer league. <laughs> it lasts all the way up until the first game. This is going to be the pick that Tim Connolly steals from the Nuggets oh, because they're drafting it? two spots ahead of Denver oh. going up against Wendell Moore Jr. <laughs> who, who wins our attention at the Cosmo? Calvin or Tim? Bidding war starts now. It's going to be a competition. Man. You know right. they're going to be battling for the rights to DNVR. Why, That's right. why Who's DNVR. getting drunk with us? Yeah. Like uh, I, I like Javier's and the Cosmo. Like I'm, I'm down for an enchilada and a margarita there. Just saying. You you know Vegas a little too well. <laughs> yeah, dude, you're dropping locations. It's not good to know the Vegas. Javier's? Anyone? No? He's a sneaky Vegas guy. Wind, for sure. Wind is very yeah. sneaky Vegas guy. Uh, all right, final guy uh, prospect for today. Again, a reminder that Thursday is our live draft show. Everything starts at 445. We put an awful lot into this. It's going to be incredible. Um, so you're going to want to set your watches, set your calendars. Thursday, 445. And then pack a snack. Pack some drinks. You're going to want to be settled in. We're going to be live for like five hours. It's going to be great. Um, People are already lining up for the bar. Oh, my God. This is insane. Like, well, I mean, this is the – oh, my God. So It's two we, we don't open today at the bar. This is how cool it is. And if you guys know, whenever we – that was behind the scenes thing. Oh. When the Nuggets are in the NBA finals – it just we have an insight now into what the bar will look like because the abs have been like ridiculous. It's been packed. The energy's been unbelievable. Yeah. We don't open for forty five minutes and there's a line of people out the door right now. And what is the heat. game? And the game's six. at six. Okay, game that's, six. that's four that's hours early. News here. <laughs> four hours early and the bar already has a line outside in the heat. How crazy is that? It's awesome. In the heat. Um. All right, last guy we have on here, Christian Braun. I'm a little more excited about Christian Braun than, than Adam me. is here. Talk me into him. So Christian Braun, six foot seven. He's got a negative wingspan, though. That's a big note there. You know how I am. Adam's yeah. out. I know I'm out. Adam's out. <laughs> There's only also one you're out train. on Desmond Bain. Yeah, I can't get uh, on the Bain train. Six, six and a half wingspan, <laughs> six, seven in shoes. But he's an athlete, though. He's I love that like we're like 38 and a half inch vert. <laughs> He's a T-Rex. He's he is, a T-Rex. He Look at how he's grabbing the ball looking. in here. Yeah, yeah like you can just see Roar! the short arms in that photo. Um, he is out of Kansas. Like Leonardo DiCaprio in this photo. 14.1 points per game, 6.5 rebounds. A champion, a winner. <laughs> just came off an NCAA championship at Kansas. It means something to me. Don't played 34 and a half minutes per game. Played the most total minutes on a very good Kansas team last year. Played more total minutes than Ochai Abaji. So he played a big role at Kansas, shot 38.6% from three. Good shooter, both from three. Pretty good shooter from the line. I think he's kind of similar to Wendell Moore in some ways. I've got Wendell Moore ranked ahead of him on my board. I've got Christian Braun it's at a, I'm The chat's telling us six. brown. It's brown. brown. So we can go ahead and give yeah. the brown okay. pronunciation. I knew that. I just got my head earlier when you said Braun. <laughs> my bad. But... Christian Brown, I think he does a lot of the same things as Wendell Moore in terms of projecting as a role player who can shoot it, who's a high IQ guy, who's a good athlete, and he's also a good defender as well. Yeah. So if you're looking for a role player end of the first round, I think Christian Brown's going to get scooped up by a Golden State Warriors, a Milwaukee Bucks, 
Like, he projects as a plug-and-play guy, kind of in the mold of Grayson Allen on a good team. Which, you know, one thing I picked up on, obviously everyone got a decent look at this guy in the tournament, and there you go, Adam. Tournament. There it is. One thing about him we all can sort of picked up on from our couches, he's a fiery player. Did you say it? Wait. Does he have that dog in him? He's got oh, that dog. He's got oh, that, he's that, got that dog, dog, in dog in him. But the Nuggets don't have a ton of, you know, guys who will hit Dogs? a shot and just curse into the front row like he did in that championship yeah, game. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what that means. I just find yeah. that interesting. There's there are so many sort of understated types of players and personalities that have come through Denver. This strikes me as a high energy young fella. Yeah. Um. All these things are true. Like he does play with a lot of energy. One one thing you guys didn't say that I like because he is a good defender, even though he doesn't quite have the length. Which, by the way, I think when you watch some of the cons, like the the scouting videos, some of the cons, the ability to contest. Like there were some times where he played great defense, and then he jumps out to you know, and the guy just shoots over him. And I think at the NBA level, that would become more pronounced. One of the guys I was thinking about was like a Devin Booker because they would show him in the post sometimes. Like a Devin Booker, mm. six foot five. He can do the turnaround, fall away, money at it if you can't contest the shot, if you can't force him away. He's one of those guys that I don't think could. Like if you ask DeMar DeRozan, if you bring in a guy who's known as a defender, you would want the ability to put him on DeMar DeRozan. DeRozan wouldn't see him. He would just score every time because it would be like, I'm shooting over you. So those are things. But the positive for him, I love defenders that can be both aggressive, blocking shots, getting steals, which he can, without ever jumping like out of control and he probably is one of those guys that was very patient he's never looks like he's trying to get a steal or trying to get a block like guys will give him eight fakes and he just doesn't bite he kind of just like waits uh, waits for it and i think that's a really underrated trait it's like i almost feel like you don't teach that some guys just jump birdman blocked a lot of shots jumped at everything and it's like you couldn't (laughs) get him to stop doing that it worked for him but this is a guy that i just noticed really is good at being patient not overreacting to crossovers and everything else he has good timing we were talking about Michael Malone type of players. I think Michael Malone would love Christian Brown. Oh, this guy's from his neighborhood. Because I mean. he competes defensively, too. Yeah. He's got a good motor. He's a dog. That's and right. he just gets down in a stance and defense. Does he slap the floor? I could see him slapping the floor. I guarantee sure. you he slapped the floor at least once in his career. I also, and I don't, this is anecdotal, just what, you know, watching those games. I, he stood out to me as an athlete and in transition. Just he's right. a sneaky athlete. Some would say. Some would say he's a sneaky. Yeah. But actually, he wasn't sneaky to me. He was. He's an athlete. athlete. Well, that's why he's it's funny. Athlete. I mean, honestly, let's not kid ourselves. The people he gets clumped to are like Pat Connington, D- Dante DiVincenzo. My comp is Grayson, Grayson Allen. Allen. Like, yeah. okay, it's a good comp here. Yeah. yeah, all athletes. Um, Grayson Allen's a good athlete. They are all athletes. Yeah. Dante DiVincenzo yeah. is an incredible athlete. Um, yeah. Connaughton had like Con- a 40 inch vertical, right? Yeah, yeah. Connaughton's a rid- like an yeah, insane totally. athlete. I had also like a four sport All American. Shout out Notre like Dame baseball. Hilarious. Um, anyway, I but the wingspan thing to me is just so real. I mean, I know we 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 talk about it a lot, but it's a thing for me. Like if Denver's going to have a defensive identity around Jokic, I really do think it's length, and I just don't yeah. think you can have a break in that chain. I agree. Um, You definitely want a guy with more length. Like, we've talked so much about the Nuggets redoing their identity on the defensive end of the floor. And you do that by adding a lot of defenders around Jokic that, you know... At least wingspan. That fit that mold. And we've talked about some of those guys in this draft, like Tari Eason, Dale and Terry... Those guys, even Wendell Moore a little bit. No, he for a lot of bit. Seven-foot wingspan. Yeah, but he's just not like the... 
marquee defender that a Eason. You don't or, think? Oh, I disagree. I think no, he I is. don't. I don't think he's a interesting top top defender in this draft, hmm. which those guys are. Uh, if he was, I think he'd be projected to go in the first round. Yeah. Um, but you want to put those guys around Jokic with that long wingspan that can cover a lot of ground. Braun is a good defender, I think, but I don't know if he totally pivots the dynamic of, of Denver as a defensive team that like those other guys point. do. That's an interesting point. If you're leaning into the length thing like we've talked about yeah. as a way to sort of something that adds up to more than the sum of the parts, that's, a, that's an interesting point. And offensively, he has some parts of his game. Like he's another one of these guys that I think understands the where sneaky he athlete thing was a joke. Yeah, we yeah, were it's, kidding. A, it's, a, it's not that skill. <laughs> um, so he has these parts to his game that are like he knows he kind of knows his role. He doesn't do a lot of crazy stuff. He's a very good off ball cutter. He's actually a good. I hate his jumper. We just talked about Marchand Beauchamp, like, and the fluidity of his new look jumper. Um, Brown is a guy whose jumper I think is disgusting. He's got a Bryn Forbes jumper. Kind of, yeah, kind yeah. of does have one. Kind and, of from the chest. And the numbers matter more than like what it looks like, but for whatever it's worth, the only reason I think it might matter a little bit more than that is his catch-and-shoot numbers versus his pull-up numbers, very, very different. And I think some of that has to do, uh, similar to a Bones Highland, where there's something mechanically about what they do that makes it harder to go off the bounce that way. Yeah, and, he's and, definitely a catch-and-shoot guy. But but when you talk about, okay, if you're going to have a negative wingspan and this or that, like you start to think they need to, you need to kind of be... If you are physically um, at a disadvantage in any area, you have to be able to make up for it. One of them is I think he does need to be able to attack a closeout with a pump fake one dribble jumper. And like his mechanically, when he does those, they're really kind of gross looking, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he definitely does not have that smoothness to his game. That that some of these other guys have. Feels like a push. Push shot a little. Yeah, he is a guy who's going to live around the three-point arc just (laughs) – Swish, catch, and shoot threes. That's how he's going to carve out his niche in the NBA. If you ask him to do much more than that, I don't know how that's going to go. Right. And, you know, look, it's worth noting we joked about it, and these are different players. We are fresh off of a – what about the wingspan isn't good Desmond Bain scenario. Like this could – guy could still come in and make up for any of those deficiencies. But – I do think maybe Bain was also a little bit more of a well-rounded player. Maybe I'm wrong on that. I think it's just that shooting is so important, and he yeah, was such and a he was 10 such out of 10 out of that that, that it up for a lot. Sort of Somebody just it. pointed out, and this is, gives you a, a sense of not bias, but like where we are keyed in. He's a really good passer, and we didn't even mention it. So like he, he actually is a good secondary playmaker because he has good vision, yeah. including on the move. So when you talk about attacking closeouts, I do have more confidence in his ability to attack a closeout, collapse the defense, keep the ball moving. I talked about Wendell Moore being able to make the extra pass. He does that as, as well at a very high level. So there are things that are really good at it. I do just worry when your shot looks like that, is it easier to read? Yeah. he He's much more than a specialist for sure. Like right. in college, he was a basketball player. He did a little bit of everything. He can pass, shoot, and score. I just feel like we've seen this story a little bit before, and I would bet on him more settling into a role as a specialist in the NBA more so than – like a key guy. Yeah. Um, any other notes from today? Any other thoughts? Oh, we did should say, um, was it Travion Williams? Is that, is that who it was that was also here today? Purdue, yeah. Uh, out of Purdue. Also worked out for the Nuggets. Also spoke with the media. I walked away very impressed with him. He might win the Admiral Schofield Award <laughs> for guy who's like a second rounder that most impressed. S- same thing. Said all the right things. 
but was very I, I it was just like an impressive interview so i thought he was really impressive by the way a lot of guys clearly their agents have told them to mention yoke but, <laughs> but he said specifically oh. one thing i love about him is you cannot speed him up yeah and well no i think that's a very key part of Jokic's game and this is a guy who uh you may not know it just based off of his build but is a willing and capable playmaker and to hear him sort of thinking the game that way and looking up to that specific trait of the back-to-back -back MVP, I thought that was all very impressive. And I don't know his game very well. His interview was was good enough that I actually was like, hey, you know, I'll go back and look at him. I don't think he's a guy the Nuggets use a draft pick on, but he might be a undrafted type guy. He might be like you get a first for some cash or a second rounder for some cash, late second rounder. Maybe you take a flyer. Um, but I was interested in him. And by the way, when you talk about when he mentions Jokic, there are a lot of guys that will mention them this or that. Talking to somebody on staff afterwards, just kind of, you know, in the hallway type thing, um, they were like, no, that's real with him. Like, he really has, like, tried to model his game or, or yeah. whatever after Jokic. So it's not I've just lip that. service. Yeah. It's that he actually has thought this for a while and has developed with that in mind. So it's a nice. big part of his whatever. game. He's a real playmaker. Whatever yeah. it's worth. Uh, uh, doesn't help that he's, like, six foot eight, though. <laughs> six foot yeah, seven. Yeah, that's the only thing. Uh, new assistant coach Ryan Saunders was... At Ooh, the like workout this. today, I think me and him shop at the same store for our clothes. Oh, I think I think you're doing yourself a little. Uh, I think you're boosting your own. Oh, really? I, I think he might be at some stores. You're. It might be out of your at. budget. Yeah, but guy's stylish, man. I, yeah, well, <laughs> aesthetically though, wind, yeah, it is. It your is. Vibe. It is your aesthetic. <laughs> but I just, just level up. Uh, also in the building tonight, Monte Morris, Mr. Nugget, still around, yes. still Mr. Nugget, as well as none other than Davon Reed. Free agent Davon Reed. <laughs> Mr. Nugget in training, possibly He's Davon following Reed. Monte around <laughs> so much. Like, what else could it be other than Mr. <laughs> Nugget in training? I love this. This is so, just the summer training course. This is so, He really is. Um, <gasps> oh, I God. love Davon Reed. Davon Reed just never, just never left the Nuggets. On a scale yeah. of 1 to 10, how shocked would you be if Davon Reed is not a Nugget? At this point, extreme. In, in 10 days or 11 days or whatever. 10. I'm, I'd be stunned. Me too. <laughs> yeah, dude, me too. He's there every day. I'll drink a personal keg of Christmas avalanche or uh, ale if he's not. Another thing about Davon Reed, we already knew this, but like he really is built. Like We just talked about Beauchamp. And, and you know like the oh he looked taller this that like Davon Reed looks the exact same build really long arms six foot yeah. six six foot six foot seven and like I I know it's just another piece when we're talking about this but he's another guy that really could I think in theory solve some of Denver's problems we'll see if they, they count on him for that or if they kind of slot him in the third spot to I don't know but um I don't know I'm excited about Davon Reed I am too um I like him He's solid. You can rely upon him. You know what he is. <laughs> the assistant to the Mr. Nugget. <laughs> By the way, uh, not um, assistant Mr. Nugget. No, assistant to, to the, the Mr. Mr. Nugget. The Colorado Kid Lottie. How do I say his first name again? Is it just Jayzak? Jayzak? I don't know. He was there again today for a second workout. Heard some good things about him. So just as far as maybe summer league guys. We, we screwed up Brown. You think we're going to get Jason? I know, man. Correctly? Well, that's why I asked. But just as far as potential summer league guys, maybe yeah. a name to keep an, an eye on. He's got a gorgeous jumper. They did bring him back for a second workout. Do you think they just needed another body, or they want to get another look at him? I think it might be both. Probably more the first one. I think. But uh, no. But I'm just saying he's maybe a summer league guy. Just yeah. a name. Just a name. To keep an eye on. Um, Tiny King. That's why you really. That's you're, it. You're, he's you're, he's you're got kinda... a great looking shot. Man. Yeah. He, a good athlete too. He was. Hey, there was a very underwhelming dunk contest today. At the end of that, I, I disagree. <laughs> I think it was under. Again, doesn't matter. Bochamp wasn't so whelming. 
He was underwhelming. <laughs> Everybody else, though, there was a couple in there today. I was kind of like, Lottie including got his. His was like incredible. Uh, that does it for today, guys. It is draft week. I am energized. Everybody here is energized. Um, Eric, you can't see him, but he's energized. Uh, <laughs> we're we're going to be back tomorrow <laughs> and Wednesday with our final scouting reports. Check out Harrison's big board up on the DNVR.com. We're going to have a lot of content, including a lot of free content. So if you haven't visited the site in a while, you're going to want to check it out to see all of our draft coverage. And then, of course, Thursday, 445. We, we go all out, pulling out all the stops for our draft show. Should be a lot of fun. Hit that like button on the way out, everybody.